0: The Lord Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The cross is a crossroads for everybody on this side of eternity.
1: Welcome to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Thank you for joining us this morning. Join him as he talks about the offense, enduring, and cry from the cross, starting in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Listeners can follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook or visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more.
0: This is the Welcome to Faith podcast, Crossroad Ministries, and this is Reverend Mark Hawks. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the podcast. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2. I want to begin reading in verse 2. looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right-hand throne of God. Now turn with me over here to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 17. The Apostle Paul says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved is the power of God. Let's skip on down there to verse 22. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified, and to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. Go over to the next chapter, chapter 2, verse 2. The Apostle Paul writes here, and he says, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach the word of God and give out the word of God. Help me, Lord, to share the word of God and to lift up some weary traveler along the way. and Lord, just to sow the seeds of the word. We ask it in Christ's name. Anoint it, and we'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it in Jesus' name. I want to preach to you here just a little bit briefly, share the Word of God with you, Lord willing, and I want to have three points to the message. I want to talk to you about the offense of the cross, and I'll explain to you exactly what I'm talking about, that there is an offense to the cross. The Apostle Paul writes here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he talks about, and he lays it out here, and he says that Christ sent him not to baptize. To do one thing, and that is to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non effect. You know, there's an old tune, everybody's heard it, the old rugged cross. I will cling to the old rugged cross. The Apostle Paul says here, but we preach Christ crucified, and he says to the Jews, it is a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, it is foolishness. And he says here in verse two of the second chapter, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. The Lord Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The cross is a crossroads for everybody on this side of eternity. It is the deciding place where one makes the decision to accept or to reject. The Apostle Paul elaborated on this on the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. He says here, speaking about his own people, he says here in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, "Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Notice what he says here. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Many people think because they go to church, and that's commendable. To be a member of a church, and that's commendable. That's good, to help your community. But going to church and being a member of a church does not make anybody a Christian. Christians go to church and fellowship because they're born again, because you have a desire for righteousness. Jesus said, they, that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. But if I stand inside of a garage, that doesn't make me a car. Again, I'm not discouraging going to church and fellowshiping because the Bible says forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. So much more as we see the day approaching. But the cross is an offense to the world, to the outside world. The cross is an offense. Even the Jews didn't even think that the cross, that their Redeemer, the Messiah, should go to a cross. And I'll demonstrate that to you. Turn me to the 16th chapter of the book of St. Matthew. 16th chapter of the book of St. Matthew. Verse 21. And from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and to be killed and to be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Now, after Christ had told them this, the disciples, on more than one occasion, He told them that I will go unto, into Jerusalem, and I will suffer many things of the elders, chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees. He plainly tells them here, and this is just one of many times, that I will be killed, and I will be raised again the third day. And Peter said to him, took him aside, Lord, you know, that just don't quite fit into our plans. We've got our plans. The Jewish people had, and he's not to be faulty for this, but there was a misinterpretation of all of the scriptures. It was in the Old Testament writings about the Messiah, the Redeemer coming for years. Peter draws him aside, Christ, and says, Lord, be it far from thee, verse 22, this shall not come unto thee. And Jesus said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but the things which be of men. Then Jesus said in verse 24, and he talks about discipleship. He lays down discipleship. You shall be my disciples if you continue in my word. They shall know that you are my disciples because you have love one to another. He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Chapter 26, in the book of Matthew, verse 31. Again, then said Jesus unto them, the disciples, All you shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Again, he tells them again what is going to happen. The cross was an offense, and it is an offense to the world. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God, the old rugged cross. I like to go to a church, and I like to hear about The preaching of the old rugged cross. If we follow Christ, we are his disciples. If we follow Christ, he has a cross. Now, he bore the cross and the sins of the world. But he gives you a cross for you to carry. If any man come after me, and he will not deny himself. If he denies himself, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. And if he does not do that, he cannot be my disciple. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, No man having put his hand to the cloud and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let's look here at enduring the cross, what our Savior did and how he had to endure the cross. Turn with me here to the 27th chapter of the book of St. Matthew, verse 35 through 45. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my bester did they cast lots. And setting down, they washed him there. I want you to take note of that right there, just one moment. They did what? Verse 33, and when they came to the place called Galgotha, the place of the skull, Calvary, and they crucified him and they parted his garments. He stripped him down. He was crucified naked, publicly crucified, and he "...had no clothes on." And then when they put him upon the cross, verse 36, "...and sitting down they washed him there, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, everyone." Verse 38, "...and were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they passed by and reviled him, wagging their heads." Verse 40, "...and saying, Thou that destroyeth the temple and buildeth it up in, in three days, save thyself! If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross!" My friend, it wasn't nails that held him there. It wasn't nails that held him to that cross. It was love. He said, do you not know that I have the power to call down legions of angels right now? I could call upon my heavenly father right now and I could be delivered right now, right here and now. I could call legions of angels to deliver me right now. He never called upon those angels. Now they've got him upon a cross. Now they sit there like it's a ball game, like it's a football game, like it's a Sunday picnic. They sit down, the scribes, of Pharisees, you talk about hatred, you talk about hatred. You talk about the goodness of man. Don't tell me about the goodness of man. Man ain't got no goodness in him apart from Christ. There's not a Christian walking upon on this earth that has any goodness in him apart from Christ. There's not a man on this earth or a woman on this earth that can contribute any of their goodness to the salvation of God and of Christ. It's not a 401k. You don't contribute 6%. You're not contributing 5% and God's giving 95%. This ain't a 401k. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The cross is an offense. Christ is upon that cross. He endured. He endured. For the joy that was set before him, despising the shame. This is a shameful act, a wicked act, a vile act, suffering. Suffered as no man has ever suffered before. And they sat down. Well, let's sit back and let's enjoy the show. Agony upon agony. Suffered as no man has ever suffered. And they sat down. And they passed by and they revived him. They wagged their heads and they said, You destroyed the temple. You say you'll build it up in three days. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priest and mocking him with the scribes and the elders said, he saved others. He can't save himself. they begin to mock him. If you be the king of Israel, come down from the cross and we will believe. It's one more miracle and we'll believe. Yeah, A lot of you out there say, if I could just see one more miracle or something that will something that will make me believe just one more miracle they mocked him in verse 43 they trusted in god let him deliver him now if he will have him for he said i am the son of god they sat down and they mocked him and from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour you talk about enduring you talk about pain you talk about torture isaiah chapter 52 verse 14 Isaiah writes in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. We are all like sheep and gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is dumb, So he opened not his mouth. He never said one word. Not one evil word did he ever speak against anyone. Even while he was upon the cross. Yet it pleased the Lord, verse 10, to bruise him. He has put him to grief. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 14. After he was scourged, they beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him, even while he was walking up to the cross. Isaiah fifty-three, fourteen. And many were astounded at thee, his visage. I'm going to put that in, in my terminology. I looked up these words. And many were astounded. In other words, they were bewithered, they were dazed. they were astounded, and many were astounded, amazed, bewithered at thee. His visage, his countenance, his face, his face was so marred, more than any man, and his form more than the sons of man. He was not even recognizable as a human being. I don't think over-exaggerating that. If I'm wrong, then I will stand to be corrected. I'm, I think I'm right about that. I think he was so marred, so beaten, that his head was swelled up so many times. I think that he was not even recognizable as a human being. Now, am I get, I'm not trying to get you to, to feel sorry for him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to face him. You see, you're going to stand before this one that hung up on this cross one day. And I will, too. He endured the mockings, the ridicule. He endured all of that, all of that. While he was, for the the three hours he was upon the cross, the world did everything they could possibly do to make him hurt and make him feel pain. But he never one time, not even one time did he ever even speak a word, even against them. He he looked up and he said, the 10 greatest words that have ever been spoken on this side of eternity, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The offense of the cross, enduring the cross, oh, how he endured. Who for the joy, despising the shame, enduring the shame of it all, and is set down at the right-hand throne of God. Then we find here in the book of St. John, chapter 19, verse 30, John and Luke and Mark all talk about it. They all have the cry from the cross. John, chapter 19, verse 30, John said he cried and said, it is finished. Luke, chapter 23, verse 46, Luke says he cried with a loud voice and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Mark, chapter 15, verse 37, he cried with a loud voice. And he gave up the ghost. The loud voice of victory. The loud voice. It is finished. The loud voice. It is accomplished. All that the Father gave him. All that I ever that I do. Always please the Father. It is accomplished, Father. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. Nails didn't hold him to the cross. Love held him to the cross. As they mocked him, they said, Come down from the cross and we will believe you. No, they wouldn't have. Love held him to the cross. He died for the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the chief priests. He died for all his people and the Gentile world, for all the world. The cry from the cross was the cry of victory. Perfect, total, and complete victory. And now he sits at the right hand of God right now to make intercession for you and me. He's my high priest. And if you're a Christian, he's your high priest. And he's touched by the feelings of infirmities that, that we deal with every day. We don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows. He sits at the right hand throne of God right now. Victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will cling to the old rugged cross. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Shall Christ bear the cross alone and all the world go free? Well, yes, actually, he will. And he already has. He did. Actually, Christ did bear the cross alone completely alone for you and for me he bore the penalty of crucifixion upon that cross you should have been there i should have been there we all should have been there but he bore the wrath of god upon that cross the wrath of god was poured upon him he became sin for us who knew no sin that we could be made sons and daughters by the blood of jesus christ romans chapter 10 verse 9 if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He's not on a cross. He's not in a tomb. He came from heaven to earth, to Galgotha, to Calvary to shed his blood. He whom the Son has made free shall be free indeed. There's power in the blood. 13th chapter of the book of Zechariah, verse 6. And one shall say unto him, What are those wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Galatians chapter 6 verse 14. Paul said, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May the Lord richly bless you until we meet again. Thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. God bless.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries this morning. Join us next Sunday, October the 31st at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new message. Also, keep an eye on our Facebook page and our website for the upcoming November monthly devotional. If you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and the Walking by Faith podcast, you may make donations through the Anchor and Spotify apps. The ministry also accepts prayer requests via Facebook Messenger. From all of us at Walking by Faith and Crossroads Ministries, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.